0: The fruit of our lips as believers, as Christians, born-again people, men and women of God, teenagers of God, little children of God, you know. But we need to teach them and we need to learn ourselves. The fruit of our lips is important. I want to read a scripture in Isaiah 57, verse 19, as we begin this tonight. And the prophet Isaiah is speaking a prophetic thing here. And he said, I create the fruit of the lips. Peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. Now, did you know healing enhances more than just physical healing? There's healing mentally, emotionally, spiritually, Uh, Financially, there's healings of all areas that we need the healing of the Lord in. And he said, uh, I will, uh, to him that is far off and near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. The Lord is the Lord that healeth thee. That's what the Bible said. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And we need to understand healing. When we say healing, we always think of the physical realm, which that is a big part of of healing. It's the physical realm. And did you know a lot of times, though, our spiritual man affects our physical man? If you're depressed, if you're oppressed, if you're full of fear, those things can affect you physically. People have gotten physically ill out of fear and worry and and frustration, you know, and all of these things. So the Lord said, "I, I, I create the fruit of the lips, our lips. Now look what Isaiah 57, 19 in the Amplified Version, I want to read in the Amplified Version, said, Peace, peace to him who is far off, both Jew and Gentile, and to him who is near, says the Lord. I create the fruit of his lips and I will heal him. I'll make his lips blossom anew with speech and thankful praise. See, God's, God's interested in our speech being touched by the Spirit of the Lord and have a thankful Praise coming out of our mouth. And and as we begin to look at this tonight, we're going to see where our lips can bring depression. What comes from our lips, I mean. What we speak out of our lips can bring despair, fear, uh, restlessness, uh, hopelessness, not trusting. And when you don't trust, sometimes you don't even trust people. Because of the fear. And it's coming forth from our lips. And so the confession of the believer has a great deal and a great part in the promises of God being fulfilled in our lives. What we say is important. What we say is important. Now, you know, there's a lot of people that they, they back off when you start talking about speaking the word or confessing the word. Because they're so used to confessing their problems and confessing their needs and confessing their inabilities and their weaknesses rather than speaking what God says about us from the Word of God. We have to speak what God tells us from this Word. God is in charge of our lives when we turn it over to Him. He takes control. Amen? But it, it, it's, it, what we say is critical. What you say today can affect you tomorrow. What you say continually can affect you for a lifetime. It's important what we do. The sower sows the word and reaps the harvest of the words. I want to read some verses here in Mark 14, verses 14 through 20. When they, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, how many's ever been to church service and boy, you, whoo, glory to God, hallelujah, boy, that was great preaching, brother. That was good. And you walk out the door and forget every word it was said. <laughs> and it might have been a great sermon. It been, I mean, a great revelation from the word. But. Many times we hear but don't hear. And it's, it's like the ones by the wayside where the Word is sown. When they hear, when they hear, Satan, the Bible says, comes immediately and takes away the Word that was sown in their hearts. Have you ever noticed why people can come in church and be happy and they leave unhappy? Because... The devil slips in and steals that seed of the word before they ever get out the door. Something can happen. Somebody could say something to somebody, get them upset, mad, <laughs> you know, aggravated, or whatever. And and, and that word, it, it could have been a good, positive word from God, faith-building word, and it's stolen just like that. The joy is stolen just like that. But look what it says. Satan comes immediately and takes the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Have you ever listen. I've been in church before before we got in ministry and teaching and preaching and I've heard preachers preach and boy, I tell you what, immediately, sister Francis, I mean, I was excited. Hallelujah. Boy, that is a good word from the Lord. And what happens is When they hear the word immediately and they receive it with gladness, but they have no root in themselves. See, we've got to have some root in ourselves. We've got to get rooted and grounded in the word of God. Get rooted and grounded in who he is. God's a faithful God. God is a promise keeper. God keeps his word. And God is all of these things for us. And we've got to not let the devil steal that word because they have no root in themselves and endure only for a time afterward when tribulation or persecution comes or rises. Look what it said. It arises for the word's sake. Now, let me just stop here a minute because, see, a lot of times people just think they've been picked on all the time. By the devil. He just he's just picked me out and just picks on me, picks on me, picks on me. Well, it's probably true. He is the one. Because he's after the word that's sown in your heart. But you see, what happens is, these are the ones who hear the word. And in and, 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 and tribulation, they have no root. And, and, and persecution arises. And immediately they stumble. These are the ones who sown among thorns. They're the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. And the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. These are the ones sown, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word and accept the word and believe the word, and they bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold. I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied with 30-fold. I want 100% of everything God has for me. And I believe that's what the Word of God... This is why we want to teach the Word and preach the Word, because we want to put the Word of God in people's heart. Listen, you got to have something to reach for. And the Word is giving you something to grasp and get a hold of and pull yourself up from the grubby uh, uh, discouragement and all of that that we're in, put just reach up and grab that word and pull yourself up because these are the ones, the Bible says, that hear it, accept it, and bear fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. Now, I don't know about you, but I want my faith to increase. Did the disciples come one time and said, Lord, increase our faith, increase our faith? i w- i want I want my faith to increase every day. I want my joy to increase. I want the peace of God to increase. I want all of these attributes that God has for us to increase every day in my life, and this is what he said they bear some thirty fold some sixty some a hundred now that doesn't mean somebody's going to make heaven quicker than you or Get a higher standard in heaven. That's not what. But what God is wanting us to do. See, we're in this earth right now. How many know this is where our dwelling place is? (laughs) We're not in heaven yet. Now, we can make heaven on earth, we can have a great home, we can have the joy of the Lord, the peace of God. The abundance of God, the power of God, the healing power of God, right here in our own homes. But remember, it's, we're in the earth right now, and so what we want to do is bear some 30-fold. Hey, listen. So, so you, so you got 30% of your prayers answered. <laughs> Praise God for it. Hallelujah. When I say answered, manifested. The Bible said when you pray, God hears. And God answers. Manifestation time is a whole lot different. See, faith answering time is when you pray. Faith manifestation time comes when you stand and you believe what you've prayed and you believe what the Word of God says, and you're going to stand until you get the hundredfold. Hallelujah. I don't want a halfway healing. I want healed. I want to be healed. How many wants to be healed? I don't want to. Be, I don't want to just get halfway saved, and that's why a lot of people act like and they live like they're just halfway saved. They they don't give up their habits of the flesh. And yet they're good people. I'm not, I'm not, we're not doubting that in their hearts. But you see, the thing is, we've got, we've got to put something in the hearts of people and those that's watching my Facebook live. And some of you hadn't been in church in a long time. Some of you just kind of, just kind of go when you feel like it, when you want to. Listen, God wants you to begin to reach out and grasp hold of the Word of God and accept it and begin to bear some fruit. God wants fruit in our lives. And that's what he wants. Now, look what he said in Mark 14, 26 through 29. He said, again, he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground, and should sleep by night, and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow, for, but he himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, and after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately... He puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Now, that's in reference to the church, the body of Christ. Jesus is going to come and put the, put the sickle in and make a harvest one day and harvest us out of this place. But also, it's, it's rendering the situation in our lives, first the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. You know, thank God. I, we, we've had people prayed for that we've prayed for that came for healing in their bodies. And at first, I don't know about you, but when I pray for somebody that needs a heal, I want to see instant healing all the time. But sometimes you don't see instantaneous manifestation. Now, you're instantly healed because Jesus paid the price 2,000 years ago, and we receive that. But I'm talking about that manifestation. Sometimes it gradually comes. Sometimes it comes immediately, sometimes quicker. But you see, the thing is, it's going to come. God's Word will be fulfilled. God's Word will be manifested. And so this is what God said. when we, You know, we just need to say, Lord... I'm going to let you do what do it your way, but I want to be I want to be submissive to God, and let God, you know, bring forth the full. Let that seed, this seeds in us. How many? How many? Some of us, you know, some people don't walk in joy twenty four seven. Some people don't walk in peace twenty four seven. But you know what? Every day they get a hold of some more of this Word. They start feasting on it. And before long, they're walking 24-7 in the peace of God and the joy of the Lord. And then then people are going to ridicule and say, well, you fanatic, you. Ain't nobody be that happy. Oh, yeah, we can. Because Jesus is Lord and the Word is truth. And God will do what he said he would do. Amen? But listen, the seed is sown in the ground. And he, look at what Jesus said, Matthew seventeen twenty. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. A grain of mustard seed is not very big, is it? <laughs> it's kind of small. But he said, if you have the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Nothing shall be impossible to you. So I I just want to just break this down a little bit. The fruit of our lips. And the importance of the fruit of our lips in prayer. The fruit of our lips in giving thanks and praise. The fruit of our lips in everyday conversation. The fruit of our lips in jesting. The fruit of our lips in serious talk. How many understand what I'm saying? Your, Your words are powerful Things that come out of our mouth. Now, faith seeds always produce the results of the fruit of the word. Faith seed. How many want some faith seeds to come out? Now, look what it says. God has a law of sowing and reaping. Now, i got these statistics. One pound of onion seeds produces 25,000 pounds of onions. <laughs> Can you believe that? One pound of onion seeds produce 25,000 pounds of onions. One kernel of corn produces thousands of corn kernels. One kernel. That's amazing. But that's what happens. You know why? Because that's the way God made it. That's the way God created it. When God said, let there be, you know... There might have just been one kernel of corn. But let there be, but that one kernel produced thousands. And this is what God does. He, he takes our words, our words. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. But our words are seeds that produce good fruit or bad fruit. What we speak produces good fruit. What we speak can produce bad fruit. It's important. Our mouth is the regulator of everything. <laughs> and our mind engages our mouth. Well, sometimes. Sometimes people's mouths move without ever engaging anything, you know. <laughs> but one pa- words are seeds, and seeds of unbelief produce negative results for Israel. I want you to read over in uh, Numbers 13. We're going to read these verses because I think it's important that we read it and see what the Lord saying but seeds of unbelief but unbelief produced negative results for israel look at what it said in verse 27 then they told him and said we went to the land where you sent us and it truly flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit now they came out bearing the fruit remember the grapes of Eskel? they put them on staves and they put them on the on the shoulders of the men and they were so big be- I've seen pictures, you know, that depict this, but they were huge fruits, huge, unbelievable fruit. Our supermarkets would like to make a deal with them. (laughs) But, you know, the thing, but it was unbelievable. And they they put them on the staves and brought it out. Now, look what it says. We went to the land where you sent us. This is the, 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 the spies talking here. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in this land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large, and moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Now, the descendants of Anak were giants. <laughs> now, look what it said. And the cities are fortified, very large, and we saw the descendants of Anak. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. This is what Caleb said. Now, but the men who had gone up with him, remember there were twelve spies, one from each tribe, twelve spies. And we're not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great Stature. Giants, in other words. Giants. But look what happened. There we saw the giants. And Anak, uh, of Anak, and the came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Ten spies out of twelve brought back an evil report. Two spies, Joshua and Caleb, brought back a good report. They spoke, even though they saw the same thing, they said, we're more than able. (laughs) We're more than able to go. We got the fruit. We got the evidence. It's just like God said. We can do it. But listen, because Israel believed the, the evil report, they did not enter into the promised land because of what? Unbelief. Now look at Hebrews three seventeen through 19. The writer here says, Now with whom was he angry forty years? With whom was he angry forty years? Forty years they had to wander again. And was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in Because of unbelief. Unbelief is a powerful word. Belief is even more powerful. But unbelief is what's hindering many people of God from entering into the fullness of the covenant of God and receiving the blessings of that covenant in our lives. Unbelief. How many times have you heard people say, well, I go to a church that just don't believe like y'all believe. Or that preacher you got, he's pretty fanatical in what he says. And I was pretty fanatical ever since I started preaching. I didn't know no better. All I knew was believe God. Believe what God says and believe what the Word says. And that's all that I knew to do. And, and and the revelation that God gave me, I begin to it begin to be unveiled to me. And I begin to minister it and and direct it to the people, you know, and say this is what God says, God's word, His word is truth. You'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. We're free because of the truth of God. We're free, spirit, soul, and body. We're free because God's word is in our life. But listen, Job had the fruit of his word sown also seeds. Now we've, we've, now, we've talked about old Job, and, you know, there's a song, Poor Old Job Lost All His Riches. Well, Job wasn't poor, number one. But we sing that in the song because we needed something to fill in, you know. <laughs> we should have just said, rich old Job. <laughs> because rich old Job lost all his riches because he was very wealthy. He was a wealthy man. But listen, Job had the fruit of his word his seeds that were sown. Look what it says here in uh, uh, Job 1. and It's a lot of verses, but I want to read them because it's important to us. Job 1, 1 through 12. Job said with his mouth, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God, and he shunned evil. So he was a good godly person, good godly father and husband. And seven sons, they had seven sons, and three daughters were born to him. Also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Now this is what the Bible speaks about Job. He was the greatest man of all the people of the East. And his sons would go and feast in their houses each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters who eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them. And he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, now listen, for Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Now the Bible just started, just stated that he raised, and they were just and upright. And he said, but I'm. I'm," He said they may have, they may have sinned and cursed God, and thus he did regularly. Now look at verse six. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them, and, and, um, uh, and, and, sa- and the Lord said to Satan, From whence do you come? Satan answered, The Lord said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him and around his household and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Now listen, people take this wrong. We just read the verse up there. Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And, but, but he said, they may have done that because he, knew, he he could see the rebellion in some of them. And what was happening, and he began to speak it. And look what happened. The Lord said, all that he has is in your power. Now, Listen. Somebody said, well, why did God allow, God didn't, listen, we've got to get some things straight in our thinking. God doesn't pick you out and say, well, Sister Frances, I'm going to pick you out today. And I'm just going to turn you over to the devil for a while. All that you've got. Now, do you think God would do that?
1: No. No.
0: But somebody has read this and they have put this out that, well, you see, God allowed this. God did not allow teenage children to go in their car speeding down the highway at 90 miles an hour full of liquor and drugs and have an accident and kill themselves. That's not God's doings. That's not God's plan. That's not God's will. And yet we blame God. Well, I don't know why God didn't do. They were such good kids. Well, if they were good kids, they wouldn't be full of drugs and alcohol and speeding down the highway. Amen? Now, when I say good kids, you know what I'm saying. They weren't living a righteous life. Now, look what happened here. (laughs) And Job had said, that all, you see, from, from going to, and the Lord said, he all that he has is in your hand. Now, why did God tell the devil all he had was in his hand? Because Job had confessed it. Job had spoken it. When Job, listen, when Job was praying for his children, let's go back to that prayer that he was praying for the children. And uh, uh, because he said his sons would go feast. Each appointed day would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them. He would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God. Amen. He didn't say, my sons may be having a prayer meeting over there. He he didn't say that my sons and daughters may be having uh, uh, a Bible study and and serving and worshiping the Lord. No, but he knew, you see what had happened, because they had, they had done these things and Job was saying in his own, with his own mouth, my sons, it may be that they've sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job regularly. How many times? You know, I've heard parents give these testimonies. You know that their they, their kids grow up and they get old enough to drive, and they take the car and go out. And every time a siren come out, oh Lord Jesus, protect, them, protect, them, protect them. You know, well, you know what you're doing. You're letting fear grip. If we train up a child in the way should go, we don't have to worry about them breaking the law. <laughs> Amen. Now, I'm not saying it's the parents' fault when children get of age and they go their way and do what they're going to do. They, they're making their choices. But I think what we got to do is learn how to make the right choices in our own hearts for them. Amen? But Job prayed, said, Lord, they may have sinned. That's what he was doing when he was offering that sacrifice. They may have sinned. So words are important. This thing I greatly feared, and, and look what he said. Job said this in Job 3.23, the thing that I greatly, he greatly feared. The thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. See, Job said with his mouth, hmm, we opened the door. How many knows when you praise God, and preachers encourage you to lift up your hands, that's surrender. And praise God out loud with your mouth. And we encourage people to do that because we know what God's going to do. God's going to bless. God's going to heal. God's going to encourage. God's going to strengthen. God's going to answer the prayers that we've got going up for him. Amen? But you see, what, what happened is the thing that I greatly feared. Hmm. I was afraid that was going to happen. Now, death is apparent. We're all going to leave this life one day. But you know what? When I leave and when you leave, it should be a time that we know it's God's appointed time. It's God's appointed time. And I'll tell you what, when you know it's God's appointed time, there's peace. There's joy. And and, and this is what God wants us to have is peace and joy. Hallelujah. And have what God says, but the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. Now, I know we took a little bit of while laying this foundation here, but let's get down to something here. You see, faith is conceived in our heart. How many knows know it's got to be heart faith? Not head faith, heart faith. We can memorize scriptures, but if that scripture is not alive in our heart, it's not going to do a bit of good. Amen. Faith is conceived in the heart and spoken out of your mouth. And when you speak that word of God, you're speaking and releasing the ability of God. Hallelujah. If you're praying for someone that's sick in their body, you're going to believe God's going to touch them. I do. I believe God's going to touch them. Unless it's their appointed time. How many understand what I'm saying here? We know there's appointed times. But, you see, the thing is, we, we, when, we, when we pray, it's, we're speaking it out of our mouth and we're releasing the ability of God as we speak it out of our mouth. God's power. When you pray for the sick, why don't we pray for the sick and lay hands upon someone that's sick in their body? And we curse that sickness. We curse that disease. By the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. See, the devil's cursed us, but now Jesus' blood has cursed him. And by the blood of Jesus, we're redeemed. And we pray the prayer of faith, and we release that power, and it's conceived in our heart that God's going to do what he said he would do. I believe it. If you ask me to pray for you, I believe God's going to do what you're asking and what we're all believing for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing less, nothing more, but just his word being performed. Look, look, Proverbs 13, 2. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth. By the fruit of your mouth. Did you know your, your words produce fruit? It produces life or it produces death. The word. Look what 2 Corinthians 4 13 says. Paul's writing here. I believed. And therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. I want to read that again. I believed. This is Paul writing. And therefore have I spoken. And we also believe and therefore speak. But the righteousness of faith. Speaks in this way, as we begin to read down into uh, uh, Romans, Romans 10. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way, Paul's writing. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? Now listen, this is the word of God. This is faith. This is Christian faith. This is Bible faith. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah! Now, that's for salvation, but it also includes the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It also includes healing. If you believe in your heart, and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus that God's raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart man believes unto healingness, And with the mouth confession is made unto healing. Amen. It, 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 you can put it for anything that you're believing for. With the mouth confession. Because Jesus is Lord. He made provisions for every aspect of our life. Spirit, soul, and body. But what do we have to do? Psalms 1 verses 1 through 3. I love this scripture. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Oh, did you know there's some people that just scorn you behind your back and mock you behind your back because you go to church all the time and, and you, you come to the house of the Lord and you, you believe that Jesus is Lord. and they, they, Behind your back, they scorn and they mock. You know, but listen, blessed is the man that walks not in the council, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. In this word, in these scriptures, we meditate day and night. Praise God. You know what God wants us to do? Meditate in the things of God and in the word of God. That whatever situation comes up, that scripture, that word is going to come forth and bubble forth out of your mouth, into your heart and your mind. And you're going to begin to speak what God says. Amen. Look what it said in Romans four seventeen: As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. He's talking about Abraham here. God's talking about Abraham through the apostle Paul here. Uh, I made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God. Now, look what it says. Who quickens the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now, I'm just going to touch on this briefly. Our words are powerful. Words create an atmosphere. Pat and I don't have cross words. Because she knows I'll spank her. <laughs> no, but, but I mean, words are powerful. And, you know, it, it's... <laughs> and we got to call those things which be not as though they were, you know. And so we together, her and I, we release our faith together for things. And we believe God together. We're in unison. We're in unity. In our heart, mind, and spirit. And with what we're saying, we're in unity. And if, if, I, if I say something that goes against uh, in uh, unbelief, she'll correct me and I correct her. Remember, we spoke the Word. The Word is going to be fulfilled. The word is going to come to pass. And so we call those things that be not as
1: though they were.
0: you got to look at those children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and, and friends and neighbors that's not serving God, that need to be serving God, and call those things that be, you, you know, call them righteous in the name of Jesus. Call them back to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Call them back to the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. We've got that right. And we can call those things which be not as though they were. Now look what the Bible says in Psalms 1, verse 3, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. <laughs> Blessed is that man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't, listen, don't go get faith teaching from somebody that don't even believe that God can heal It's important where you get your food from. <laughs> it's important that you 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 know that you're getting a, a steady diet of something that's going to nurture you and make you grow in the things of God. He said, blessed is that man that doesn't walk in the counsel of God, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. You know, it's just like that little lady. You know that they tried to mock her one time, and, and her faith in God, and and they said, "I guess if God told you to run through that brick wall over there, you'd just get up and do it." She just looked at him, stared, squared her shoulders back. She said, "Yes, sir. It'd be my business to run. God's business to have a hole there when I got there." <laughs> Hallelujah. We, we've got to, we've got to get to that point to where we can. <laughs> Be blessed of the Lord. But look, blessed is that man that walks not, nor stands into a sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. That lady didn't let those scornful men keep her from praising God and worshiping the Lord and believing God. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. In the Word. You know what I would encourage people to do? I'm not telling you to go get 99 scriptures on something. Get you three or four scriptures that fit your situation. Health, children to be saved, husbands to be, come back to the Lord, uh, neighbors to get back to the Lord, you know. Uh, I, but, but find th- three or four scriptures. Meditate on that day and night on the Word. And don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, but be, delight in the law of the Lord. And in His law does He meditate day and night. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Yes. Succeed. Be what God says. It'll be the word fulfilled in our lives when we do it God's way. That word meditate means to ponder. You know, you got to meditate on the Scriptures. It's it's hard for some people to get a whole bunch of Scripture and try to meditate on it. But get two or three that fit your situation and meditate. that means to ponder upon these words. To imagine. And and when I say imagine, it's getting a mental image of what God's Word says. A mental image. You know, it's not just sitting there imagining, you know, but it's getting a mental image that God, See yourself healed. See yourself blessed. See your children saved. See those neighbors come back to the Lord. See it and meditate on the Word of God and what God says and then mutter it or speak it to yourself out loud. That's what the word meditate really means. The, the Hebrew word is hagal. <laughs> 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 hagal. You have to do that in Hebrew. But haggah, that's the Hebrew word. And it means to ponder, to think, and to meditate on it. And and to get it in your mind and think on that and let it become, let that image be imprinted up here and in your heart, what God says. And begin to believe what God says. Amen? Now, faith-filled words have to be planted or spoken. You have got to speak the word. How many of you know you have got to speak the word when you get saved? I've had people come up and they want to be saved, and they cry and they weep, but they never, they never do speak the scriptures. What needs to be spoken? That word's important, but it means, you know, it's got to be planted, it's got to be spoken. And faith comes by hearing Romans ten seventeen, and hearing by the word of God. I mean, it's pretty simple, isn't it? But we need to hear ourselves speak the rhema word. Not what my church believes, but what the word says. Not what my denomination believes, what does the word say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Our words govern us. Our words govern our lives. What we speak. So the, hold fast to your confession of faith. What does it say in Hebrews 10, 23? Hold fast to the confession of your faith without what? Wavering. Don't let somebody come. Were well, you still saying that stuff? You've been saying that for 29 years. That's okay. You may be talking about your kids, you know, and speaking about them kids. Sometimes those kids are stubborn. But you know what happens? You keep on muttering the Word, speaking the Word, letting God's Word come out of your mouth. Amen? You hold fast. He's faithful that promised. Let, and you know what, And start praising the Lord. Let, start praising God for the answer before it's ever manifested. Let, pr, praise keeps the demons <laughs> and fear and doubt away. I, when you praise, listen... How many has noticed when you really get in a spirit of praise, there's no fear, no doubt, and unbelief that can come in Amen. when you're praised? Why? God inhabits and dwells in the praises of his people. So when we praise in God, there's no, there's no room for fear, doubt, and unbelief when we're praising God. And so we need to keep, let our praise, keep, it keeps the demons of fear and unbelief away. Amen? That's what it does. And, so, and look what happened in Genesis fifteen eleven. This is talking about Abraham when he made covenant. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. See, the sacrifice. And, and the, 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 the fowls were coming down to devour it, to devour that sacrifice. You know what? The Bible says offer of what? The sacrificial praise unto the Lord. <laughs> sacrificial praise unto God. When you make that sacrificial praise unto God, guess what? The devil can't do anything. Fear and unbelief can't come in. When you're praising the Lord, the fear and doubt can't come in. When you're doing the what God says to do. So Abraham drove them away. The carcasses were sacrificed. He had to keep those buzzards off from devouring it. How many's ever how many's ever prayed for something? You got somebody to agree with you in prayer and you felt the power of God and you praise the Lord, walk out the door and those buzzards come trying to take that thing out of you amen. but look what Hebrews 13:5 let's offer the sacrifice of praise unto God continually, even the fruit of our lips giving thanks every day. thank God. thank God for what you believe for even though it's not manifested, you keep believing God and praising God. don't let the devil get the victory by devouring it. Amen. The fruit of our seeds will be produced. John 15:7 through8 if you abide in me. And my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> I'm going to get happy in a minute. Proverbs 18:21 says, death and life are in the power of our tongue. Death and life. Praise is life. All these other things is death. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I tell you what, I'm going to praise God, and I'm going to have the fruit of what I'm praising God for. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 21, that's what it said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. John 15, 7 through 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, the words abide in you. How many understand, well, you, it's not feelings, it's not emotions, the Word. If the Word abides you, that Word's going to cause you to be joyful and excited. But you've got to get the Word in there first. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Now, I want to read this last verse here, Isaiah 55. I love this verse. <laughs> verse 10 through 13. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not thither, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud. I want you to notice how this wording comes out here. He said, as the rain comes down, the snow from heaven returns not thither. It comes down, but waters the earth, and makes the earth to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Hallelujah. And instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. God's word is truth. And what God has showed us tonight is we need to just let the fruit of our lips all the time. Don't let your feelings dictate what you're coming out here. Don't let what is happening around you dictate your joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Don't let circumstances or people snatch that peace out because it's the peace of God that passes all understanding that keeps our heart in mind through Christ Jesus. Thank God for the word, amen. The fruit of our lips, the fruit of our lips. We need to get the fruit of our lips. I, I mean, I, I, want, I want people, when, when I show up somewhere, I don't want them to cringe and say, Oh, Lord, what's he going to say next? Oh, my, what's, what's going to come out of his mouth? No, I want something good to come out that they'll be uplifted. They'll be uplifted. That's what I pray every time we preach. Lord, let them be uplifted. Let the joy of the Lord be their strength. Let, let there be joy hearing the Word and receiving the Word. So that this word will produce what's needed in our lives. That's that's my prayer. That's what I want. I don't want to just preach a sermon. I have a message, not a sermon. Hallelujah. We have a message from God. And i tell you what, our message is. It's the cross. It's our covenant relationship with God. It's who we are in Christ. It's what God's given us. And thank God for victory. Amen. Thank God for the fruit of our lips giving thanks. Lift your hands and just praise Him tonight. Hallelujah. God's Word is truth in spite of it all. The devil's a liar. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Oh, yes. How many are glad that because of the Word we can leave with peace?
1: Oh, peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit forever. I pray in fathomless billows of love. One more time. Just sing it to the Lord tonight. Oh, peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down from the Father. Above, Sweep over my spirit Forever I pray In fathomless billows of love Father, just let your peace
0: Let your joy just flow through your people God, let us meditate upon the promises of God, the Word of God. Don't let us think upon the problems and don't let us meditate on all the carnal things, but let us meditate on Your love, Your peace, Your joy, Your provisions, what You've given to us. And, Father, we claim those lost loved ones in the name of Jesus. We agree with these, Lord, that they're coming home. (laughs) The Word is going to permeate. And, Lord, it's going to come forth. And bud forth in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your word in Jesus' name. Praise God. God bless you all. Those watching by Facebook Live, rest in the Lord and know that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah.